Hey y'all, this is Kamaya. And this is Rosalind. And here we talk about our plant journey, experiences, culture, and really any and all topics pertaining to being black with green and sometimes brown thumbs. Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of She's Got a Planted. This is your girl Roz. And it's Kamaya. First and foremost, before we get started, I, we would like to say happy Women's History Month and happy International Women's Day. Everyone should take out a few moments to honor and celebrate the women in their lives and the women historically that have contributed to our history. And with that being said, we're going to take some time to acknowledge Miss Marie Clark Taylor. Yes. And so uh, Taylor was born in Pennsylvania in 1911, and she graduated from Dunbar High School with honors in 1929. uh, And she earned her BS and her MS at Howard University. Taylor went on to teach in high schools in her 30s and 40s. While teaching, she was enrolled in the doctoral studies program at Fordham University, um, where she was a member of the Scientific Research Society, Sigma Psi. And in 1941, she became the first woman of any race to receive a scientific doctorate from Fordham University. She received her PhD in botany, and, um, and she was cum laude. Um, her research was in photomorphogenesis um, and which is the influence of light on plant growth. So shout out to Marie Clark Taylor. Uh, Being Black, being the first woman to graduate with a PhD from Fordham, and she contributed a lot to plant and plant science and other things. So shout out to her. Yes, definitely shout out to Miss Taylor for all of her contributions. Um, And with that being said, first things first, well, not first things first, second things, I guess. It's springtime practically here in Minnesota. We are in the 40s and 50 today. It's warm. And last time we was recording, it was definitely below zero. Yes. I froze. (laughs) On the walk to the car, I was freezing. We were in gloves, hats, earmuffs, the whole little shebangs going to the cars. Now today, I'm in a t-shirt. She is in a whole t-shirt and I wore (laughs) the wrong jacket. I was hot. When I tell you I was hot, I was hot. So it's springtime and you know, it's springtime. That means more plants. That means nurseries are about to flourish. That means Target and Cub Foods is going to have way more plants for me to choose from. Okay. <laughs> Our plants are starting to notice. We're about to start getting some flowers, new growth, you know, all those amazing things. All the bulbs that y'all had. They Get ready gonna... to plant. <laughs> Don't throw them away. They're going to grow. Watch. Watch it happen. Yes. Um... And today, our topic, we just want to talk about some beginner plants. Yes, because we realized, you know, we talked about our journeys. We talked about our heartbreak. But bringing this space for somebody who's a new, more of a new plant person and somebody like Kamaya, who is more of a, you know, well-seasoned plant, (laughs) (laughs) a well-seasoned plant person, um, we figured that we should, like, share some of the things that we think are good to start off with or and just a few things that we've heard are good plants to start off with Mm -hmm. and definitely some plants to not start off with. Right. And these are just our, our um, these are just our personal suggestions. So if y'all got some plants that y'all find are better to start off with, let us know. If you've had good luck and some of the ones we said don't, let us know too. Um, and that leads us back to well, I feel like we say every episode, everyone's experience is different, and that's okay. <laughs> everybody's house, everybody climate is different, it's and different. Then, but these are just what we found to work and to not work. Yes. So, girls, so what? plant well what plants do you think are great beginning starting points for somebody who was brand new ready to watch something live I think in general my top three go-to uh beginner plants um are snake plants 
pothos and um, heart leaf phyllos. Basically, the classic plants that you can find at any big box store. As, as long as you try to keep a minimum schedule of I watered this last week, you'll be fine. These are perfect plants to like water once a week and let them do their thing. For real. And like when she said pothos, so we have some of the same things on our list. You know those pothos? Those are those plants that you see in everybody's house. Shoot, your grandma's house. Them plants at your grandma's house just be as old as you realistically. Mm -hmm. Like, I think my grandma has a pothos and I feel like I've seen it grow for years on years on years. Um, They're like a, a, like a A vine plant. Specifically golden pothos. Yes, golden Golden pothos. And that's what I have. Mm -hmm. I have, actually I have one that I think I've talked about before and then I have another one that I propagated off of another plant. And uh, shoot, even the propagated, the propagated leaf. Like, I was like, man, I hope this don't die. And I was like, that bad boy lived forever without a root. Right. And I actually did. So I usually I water propagate before I transplant to dirt. And I, like, was getting rid of a plant. I was giving it away. And I was like, you know, I really like this leaf. So I literally just took the leaf and popped it in the dirt. And lo and behold, it's a whole plant now. What? Yes. I didn't even bother, bother water propagating. I literally moved it straight to dirt and it did its thing. Oh, see. Okay, yeah. Mine right now is currently in water. But, yeah, no, those pothos, golden pothos, uh they're like a viney plant and honestly they just keep shooting out new leaves and then they just shoot out from each other and they'll just keep growing and keep growing and honestly like they'll just get extremely long like you Mm -hmm. can get to the point where you can wrap it around your house but i ain't never seen nobody kill Mm -hmm. now knock on wood there ain't no wood next to me so i'm pretending to air knock (laughs) i ain't never seen nobody kill one and so i definitely think if you're gonna start off get you that because you're not gonna be disappointed you're you know, you might, your heart might not be broken because it's so easy. And it's such a resilient and forgiving plant. Like you're like, oh my God, I ain't watered this plant in a month. Let me go check on it. It's going to be a little withered probably, but pour some water up in there. It's going to pop back to life. It's going to be fine. And I think, okay. So if I remember from all my Googling, I think it comes from Asia, like probably like, I don't, I know it's kind of like in their rainforest or something, whatever I was reading, I think the plant originated in Asia. And I think it's more of not an invasive species, but, um, I feel like it's more like a weed over there. It just be growing and growing and growing. It just don't stop growing. But then obviously like most house plants that make it over here, they, whatever was just randomly growing in the wild is now what we take as a house plant. And I know I've seen people like with um, golden pothos, like down in Florida had massive golden pothos, like climbing up trees or on the side of the house. And I'm just like, wow. Wow, I imagine being able to just have that in your backyard. Right. And it's a luxury for us to have it in our house here. Right, beautiful. I will say, though, in the beginning, I was expecting mine to shoot them out all the dang time. Like, mm-hmm. just make, but then I realized, like, it's growing, but it definitely does take a while if you get, like, a brand new potho plant. Like, I feel like it's going to stay pretty with Bushy and content. It's going to, yeah, bushy yeah. and content. It does take a while for the, the leggy part to come into it, where it just becomes real viney, but it don't. It's not dead. It's just, it's got to get there. It right. just, and once it gets there, then all of a sudden it just keeps, it looks crazy. Like, cause it gets all the way around the house. So those are good plants to start off with y'all. And it's super nice if you're in low light conditions, because it might not grow as fast in low light, but baby, it will grow. Three snaps. Yes, yes. it will. <laughs> cause y'all know I got the one window. Right. And that one window, well, and I have a one window with a grow light. Well, it's not even like a real grow light. It's like a grow light bulb in a lamp. And that's, but yes, low light, it works just fine. So 100% wholeheartedly. And honestly, y'all can get that really anywhere. Anywhere. And, and really at any time of the year. Well, mm-hmm. in Minnesota, I would speak for any time of the year at big box store or nurseries. I promise you they are bound to have 
a golden pothos. <laughs> I pick mine up from Cub, just like I told y'all. That's I like to get mine from the grocery store or Target or other department stores that will have plants. I got mine mm-hmm. from there, and I got um I had actually bought a really big um golden pothos from Home Depot, and I split it to two smaller ones to put on a shelving system. And when I bought it, it actually was so small and it was not binding at all and it's taken off oh really Mm -hmm. yeah so I think it just takes time to get adjusted I will say I'm coming up on probably six months since I repotted it and I didn't even really repot it I only went off like half a size because that was the only new nursery pot I had was just a half a size bigger than what I currently had Mm -hmm. um so I'm curious to know like if it's gonna get if I give it just a little bit more space not too much you know, you don't want to go too big too quick because when you have a bigger pot full of dirt and you have a small plant, the dirt is unable to like, the water is, it just sits in there and then that's how you get root rot. It just doesn't get wicked out. It doesn't evaporate. It doesn't get absorbed because there is more dirt than there is plant. So you don't want to size up too quick. I think we could have said this before, but definitely give it a year or like six months before you even attempt to like get a bigger pot mm-hmm. and you want baby steps, baby steps. Yes. But yeah. And then, so you mentioned another plant too. Yes, I was saying snake plant. Now, this is a suggested one that I make and that a lot of people make, but I know if you're heavy on the, I want to see a plant grow real fast and I like to water consistently, this might not be the one. It might not. <laughs> <laughs> like for real, like it, so, and I think I told y'all last week, so I have not killed my snake plant yet, mm-hmm. but I did kill one leaf. You know what? I can't remember if I took a picture because that was the wildest thing. I was like, how did I do that? But <laughs> it's been, it's, I have it in um, like fast draining soil. Yeah. And so it really, like the soil really doesn't, like when I get it wet, like two days later, it's like damn near dry again. Mm-hmm. But, and that's what it likes. That's conditions it likes. Because it's part of the succulent family or like in that family. So it doesn't want to be watered too much. But yeah, it's, it, it's gone through long periods of time without being watered. It's dry all the time. It's growing very slowly. Like when I tell y'all, I think it's only grown like a centimeter and a half since I got it. And that was from my first batch. So this was this time. What? It's coming up on a year. My little baby's a year old in my house. Oh, wow. Um, wow. So it, anniversary coming up. Woo-hoo. So yeah, it's about, it's a bit only grown like a centimeter and a half mm-hmm. since I've gotten it. Now that could be because I'm not watering it. But I think it's just slow. I mean, and this is just like with the pothos. This is a situation where you've got, it'll grow and it'll thrive. It'll live in low light conditions. But once you get high light, then you'll see it really thrive. I mean, it's not going to be growing super fast, but you'll see the growth pick up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely a plan. Like if you look at it every day, you will not see the growth. Like push it, abandon it, and then look over there a couple mo- weeks later and you'll be like, oh, wow, you're no, taller. for real. Like I definitely think they need to be in a corner somewhere where you forget about it because mm-hmm. it's it's slow. But it lives. Well, you just got yours to propagate finally, right? Yes, I did. And also with the pothos, easy to propagate. Snake plants, super easy to propagate. Literally, I had a leaf that had a brown tip on it that was not visually appealing to me. So I cut it off, put it in some water. Granted, it takes a really long time. (laughs) It takes a long time. But it's finally given me a whole new little plant. And I'm sure by the end of the summer, I'll be ready to transplant it to dirt. So they are... They are good with propagating as well. How long did you think it took for it to finally shoot out a root? I mean, to shoot out a root, it to give me roots, it probably took me like two months. Okay. To give me a plant that started to grow on that leaf, it's been like, I want to see at least five, six months. Really? It, yes. It's been a long time. Well, y'all see that too with succulents. Like there are some that grow faster than others, but like 
when a lot of my propagated succulents, mm-hmm. but y'all know I don't know what they are, they are slow. And so snakes are just as slow. Like I don't, it must be that whole family. There might be a few that grow fast, like mm-hmm. we said, but not as slow. But like we said, it's great. It just sits there. Honestly, it almost looks like a fake plant because think, it don't change the right. size. Right, and I think they're so visually appealing and they add just like a little bit of like greenery to like just random places. If I have a little corner that's big enough for a plant, let me tell you, I'm going to stick a snake plant there on mm-hmm. a little stand and voila. And you can get it real cute too. Like once you get the dirt and on the soil, right, you can dress it on top and put yeah. cute little rocks. I learned, so this is a tangent, but so I bought these mini cactuses when I, um, from Arizona and it was just like these little itty bitty cactuses and, um, it had rocks around it. And I was like, how am I supposed to like get it wet? Like the rocks, I feel like are going to keep the moisture. And I was like confused. And then I Googled it. People like, especially if you buy it from a store and it has the rocks on top, but what they'll do is, is put a layer of glue on it so that it stays there. But they sometimes it's water soluble glue mm-hmm. so that it can stay in place. But eventually over time, like the water will break it down so that you can move the rocks. There is some glue that keeps it permanently. But that's just a fun fact that I learned because I was like, how the hell am I supposed to move these rocks? Right. And I think we see that a lot at like, you know, when you go to Walgreens, they have little plants that have like the rocks that are like hard as hell. And it's like, OK, what am I supposed mm-hmm. to do with this? Chances but are. That's nice to it, know. Water soluble. Yep. So don't freak out. But that means you can do it yourself. If you're trying to, you want it to stay in place pretty. Mm -hmm. I don't know what kind of glue that's a Google for a different day, but you can dress it up. You can get pink rocks, green, whatever you want to do. So I think snake plants are just great to have fun with because they're chill and you're not going to be, and they're easy to clean. Like to wipe off the leaves. I, I don't really know what kind of bugs they would get. And if they do, I feel like it would be in the center Mm -hmm. because what is there to grab onto on the outside? It's not right. I don't, I, someone was telling me that their snake plant had got scale. Mm, now, <laughs> that, now, she was telling me that because I was like, I actually had a plant that I put next to my snake plant. I was like, I'm not worried about the um, mealybugs going over to the snake plant because I know they aren't too fond of snake plants. But then she was like, well, let me just tell you, my plant, snake plant definitely got scale. And I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> well, so then it's it's easy to clean off, but yeah. still be cautious. Um, well, and that one was pretty resistant to the dawn because it's such a hardy, like it's it's a sturdy plant. It's like, really sturdy. You yeah. really need to like take two hands to snap that bad boy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why it's easy to clean off real quick. And when I use a little bit of rubbing alcohol, like it's not going to damage it because it evaporates so quick. And there's a lot of different types of snake, of plant. snake plants. Like yes. I have the one with the yellow edges. I feel like that's the most common, the mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's mother-in-law's tongue. I have um it's like the light green one, and I'm mm. completely blanking on the name. Are those the one and then there's different sizes? Like mine is kind of long, but I've definitely seen some that are shorter. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's just because how they cut it and then they put it in the dirt. Like maybe that's why it's short, but I mine is long for no reason. But so yeah, y'all get you a snake plant. It's cute. It almost looks fake. You're not doing too much, but it adds that little pop that you're looking for. Um, And you know what? So I know this one, me and Kamaya are going to like differ on because I found it to be fairly easy. And this one, she has killed it. (laughs) So I also think aloe plants are pretty easy to use or to keep alive as well. Now it is same part of that succulent family. So it doesn't need a lot of water, but I don't water mine that much. And it's pushed out two new aloes within like eight months granted they're little but right you still see the new growth see 
my <laughs> experience with aloe. Well, I was also using my aloe like um, for cosmetic stuff. So I was like cutting leaves and maybe that was like stunting the new growth mm. from coming in because it was focused on the trauma it just had. But and I also overwatered it. And it was like, once I overwatered it, there was no going back. It was a steady decline. <laughs> I feel like there is never going back. I mean, I don't know. I've never been able to go back from an overwater on a succulent family plant. Like I did. I almost killed what? Mr. Cacti because oh, yeah. I overwatered him. And then, like, he was flopping almost. <laughs> I was so sad. I was like, Mr. Cacti, no. And then I literally um, did not water his ass for, like, a month. And he just perked right back up. What? Look at that. <laughs> That was real scary. I was like, oh my goodness. Well, and then because the aloe, it's such a mushy plant in general because it's inside of it. Yeah, I was like, the gel. Because realistically, only the outer, the outside is what's green. Mm -hmm. That's the plant. Not that, well, maybe I guess the inside grows, but the living part is the green and it's so thin. And see, I haven't, but that's also because I'm lazy when it comes to beauty routines. Mm -hmm. Like, y'all, I'm lazy. I need, I, simple ready wash and go like i'm not about to do no extra (laughs) shit like i don't do all that so like i only cut one of mine once because it looked like it was starting to die and i was curious and i wanted to play with that (laughs) so i like to use it (laughs) no i played it because i was like well maybe it's partially rotten because i think one of them was looking a little overwatered Mm -hmm. i took it off and i played with it i was like oh this is cool so i'm really using my aloe for decoration but i do know you can like really use it and so it's a dual purpose yeah you want something with dual purpose you maybe you sunburn easily um well I don't know about our audience I'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) you might you know maybe you sunburn or maybe you want it for your hair or maybe you just want it as a face mask you can buy that plant the thing about cutting the aloe to use for or to use for anything is it will not grow another leaf at where you cut it so Try to balance out where you cut it because well, mama will get lopsided real quick, <laughs> real quick. So don't be getting cut and happy. Well, yes. also to definitely sterilize whatever you're going to cut with. Yep. Like get you, if you're going to use some scissors, whatever, make sure you hit it with that rubbing alcohol real quick because these are living things and these living things can get diseases. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and clearly when you're doing a fresh cut, it's a fresh wound. Think of it as a fresh wound. So sterilize your whatever you're going to use to cut it. And if you don't put it on your face, you know, you don't want to be using no dirty scissors to mm-hmm. cut something and then put it on your face so that's oh yeah definitely so i think aloes are cool yeah i mean i, I haven't <laughs> bought another one since i killed that one i don't even remember his name that's how i blocked out i put that in <laughs> um my third one that i thought was a good general beginner plant is a heart leaf philodendron this is another plant that you can find at any big box store really um year round and usually when people get um a heart leaf philodendron they get it confused with the phyllo I mean, with the pothos. Mm, yes. yes. But you can tell um, the difference and if it has caterpillars or not. Um, and generally just the Wait, way it grows. What? A caterpillar? What is that? A caterpillar is like the sheath that it grows out of. Oh, okay. I might be saying it wrong. It might be cetaphil or caterpillar. I've always said caterpillar. Well, you know I don't know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're not worried about the pronunciation. No, I was like, what are you talking it's about? It's like, do you have a, any philodendrons? No, not yet. No. So it's like, okay, on philodendrons, there's usually like, um, when the new growth comes out, there's like a sheath and then it just like keeps going past. Eventually the sheath will like dry up and you can Mm. just like peel it off or it'll fall off. Okay. But on pothos, it doesn't have that. Okay. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. I I do plan on getting whatever you got, but not yet. They're really, they're super easy as well. I just like how deep green the leaves are and the heart shape. Well, and they're viney. Do they, they yep. bind just they like bind. a pothos? Okay. And you, or you can get like a, um, a moss pole to get them to bind up. But 
Oh. You, I've heard that people say when you get a moss pulse for vining plants, the leaves get bigger. I personally am not a fan of how moss pulse look. Mm-hmm. So I have not ventured there yet, but maybe one day I will. I don't know. Well, I just wouldn't even, even when I think about my own place, I'm like, where would I put that? And I just feel like it wouldn't. I don't think it fits. I feel like it needs to be in like a green room. Yeah. You know, like a room that's dedicated to your plants. And I think eventually if I get like a den or something where it's like I can have a space for that, then I will maybe start moss pulling some plants in there. But as far as being in like my open general living space, as aesthetically, it just does not look nice to me. Mm, yeah. And that's a big part of me and my, my plants, you know. I love them. They love me. But I love for them to be aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> and just going off of aesthetic, aesthetically pleasing. That's mm-hmm. another reason why y'all y'all really haven't seen my plants. Because I just really don't think my setup is cute. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what it is. And I think, um, I just I just think they're in awkward sp- spots. They're not all together. Maybe I need more. So that's why y'all haven't seen mine. Just because, like, I do have a, I'm starting to get a cute setup. But I don't like it yet. I mean, it took me, I used to have literally, when I had Mr. Cacti, I had like this random little table I got from Goodwill that had like all six of my plants on them. <laughs> and then look, four or five years later, now I finally feel like I have like my my plant shelves and things like mm-hmm. that. But it takes time to oh, get yeah. there for sure. So I'm going to try, like, okay, I mean, that picture is not the best because I was tired, but Y'all, you don't understand how many times that I had to move my plants just to take that one picture. To oh, the sh- one on the our, one on, on our Instagram. Um, Instagram, yeah. Like, it took me so long because I was like, first of all, I don't even know what angle of my house I want to use. And I was like, my plants, they're like, they're standalone. Mm-hmm. And because when I get bored, I make my own pots, which we'll talk about in a later episode. Mm-hmm. But I paint my own pots out of just as a fun activity. So there's no cohesion. They all look random as hell because I paint whatever I feel in that moment. Well, you're also a l- very colorful in how <laughs> yes. you dress, which is the opposite of, maybe that's why we work out well, which is the opposite <laughs> of me because literally if you go in my house, everything's like pale pink in my bedroom and muted grays, whites, and creams. Mm-hmm. And all of my pots are white, cream, and gray. And I might, I actually have a few mustard pots and okay. a few Ooh, um, burnt girl. orange. Ooh. Right. That's <laughs> And that's about as colorful as it gets because I just, and you know, none of them really necessarily match, but I feel like the color scheme kind mm-hmm. of flows and it's, like I said, aesthetically pleasing again. Yeah. Whereas for me, my main theme is primary in my living room. So red, mm-hmm. blue, and yellow. And then from there, like there's a couple of variations, like I'm the the basic color wheel. But then with my plants, I just literally went to Walmart, bought a bunch of different like paint and then I put it all on a, like, on a, not like an artist tray. I actually use the top of my, my storage bin. <laughs> <laughs> I put all the colors and I was just like, I'm just going to do what I feel. So yeah, my plants don't have a cohesion. Mm-hmm. Also because I kept buying ter- terracotta pots, terracotta pots instead of like, I was looking for regular ones and I just wasn't liking anything. So I did it myself. Right. But yeah. So anyways, after that long tangent, uh, <laughs> Another plant. So now this plant, I'm going to talk about it, but I can't talk about it in depth. And I think you too. Um, but I've seen a lot of people have them. And I just personally haven't come across a spider plant yet. Um, but I think spider plants are a, a good option. People, yeah, people definitely say that spider plants and they're a plant that is very resilient and also um, gives pups off super easy. Like I see people have huge spider plants with like over 20 um, baby spider plants on it. And they give it away for like free because it's always making new little babies. I personally haven't gotten one because I can't imagine where I'm going to put a plant that grows that fast and that crazy. (laughs) Like it's like wide, big, you know, it has no, 
is you can't control the thing. So mm-hmm. they're beautiful plants. Yeah. I just never they're like got green one. and like white. Yeah, like I think the green outer and then the white is kind of in the middle though. And I always see. I would say beginner people too with them. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I suggest that plant as an option is because I know that other people who aren't really plant people, but they'll have a random plant or two. I don't know why, but I always see a spider plant along with the pot though. Yes. <laughs> and so um, I definitely think it's worth a try. And I, I do plan on getting one. I just haven't been, I get like, when I buy a plant, I, I'm always compelled by weird looking plants or mm-hmm. just like, oh, that's interesting. Let me buy this. So I just bought an, an, a dwarf umbrella umbrella plant mm-hmm. umbrella plant girl i don't know what's going on i get what you're saying <laughs> yes but um, we, we get you we get you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> but yeah and i was like this is kind of cool it literally looks like a little umbrella and it's mini so it's super cute but i just bought that because i don't know i was just compelled mm-hmm. and i guess i haven't if i have come across a spider i haven't been compelled yet but i do want one because i need something that's a little faster paced than the snake i've <laughs> like it's made its way into my cart but then i'm just like mm. like you know usually when i'm out and about i try to see where I'm going to plant, put the plant in my house. And I never, even though I have plenty of space where I could put a plant, I never see the space for the spider plant. That's hilarious. So that goes into our personality. <laughs> she is very calculated. Oh, can it fit there? Can it fit there? For me, I'm like, I'm going to just buy this. <laughs> I don't know where it's going to go. <laughs> I just be buying stuff. Like right now I got something sitting on this, my portable AC. Just because <laughs> I was like, I don't know where else to put it. Right. <laughs> Oh, oh my goodness. But yeah, yeah. Now, here's a few plants that we're going to say that we don't suggest if you're a first timer. Um, honestly, succulents. <laughs> Fight me on this topic. I don't care. I'm saying succulents are not beginner plants because you get too happy, you want to water stuff, and then you always just start killing them because you're too water happy. Mm-hmm. You need to be a little, like a couple of months into your plants before you start buying succulents. You got to um, get bored of your plants a little bit. Don't be too <laughs> excited with these guys because they're slow. You can't pay them too much attention. Don't give them too much water. And, you know, I accidentally burnt my succulents, actually, by putting them outside over the summer and leaving them. And I was like, how the hell? Well, first of all, I was like, how the hell? Do you I, that's what I said. That's what I said. And then I was like, of course, Google, Google, Google. Only some succulents can be in bright, direct light. I was like, my Which damn don't cactus make does no fine. Sense. That don't make no sense to me. Ain't they a desert plant? Yeah, they must be like behind bigger plants. I'm assuming uh-huh. like in their shade or something. I don't know. But I that I messed around in burma succulents. So no. It, they there. I mean, I have succulents. I have like a succulent bowl. They are what I will say, it, it is fun to go to like a big box store, like Home Depot is what I think of, and to buy like little succulents that you like and make a succulent bowl. I that is a fun activity to do. Oh my god, can we do that for one of our episodes? Like do that it would, and then talk about it? Oh that would be super fun. Uh, Okay. That would be good content for Instagram as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that is super fun. Or if you like having a girl's night or just like a family night, go. And they're so cheap. Like buy a whole bunch of little ones and do it as a family activity. Mm-hmm. Um, I always find myself buying, even though I don't like succulents, um, buying more than just to do a succulent bowl. And I have no attachment to any of these succulents. So I will throw them away as soon as they start looking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Versus my other plants, I'm like, oh, I can't throw it away. I got to give it away or try to revive it. Nope. Succulent. Ooh, bye. Oh, yeah. No. Well, and y'all, so I said in my first episode, um, that was my very first plant that I got from um, one of my colleagues. They gave me their succulent, killed that bad boy right away, <laughs> you know? And so that's why I just, I was just so water happy. And even, and then since then, and that's what trained me how to take care of the aloe because I realized, oh, too much water. And then after reading, like you want to feel the dirt, how dry is it? And then knowing that it's in that family, mm-hmm. even though I feel like aloes do need a little bit more water just because there's such 
whatever's inside of the aloe plant is like water based yeah so it's like it needs more but no but yeah succulents and honestly they are super slow they get leggy or lengthy and it's just like if your lighting is off then they start to look really ugly yeah and chances are when you're buying those little itty bitty ones those are really just the tips that grew roots Mm -hmm. so it's like you think it's perfect and it's really like once it starts to grow especially if you ain't got it in a good lighting area I was gonna start looking crazy and then you're like what's happening to my plant you got to be okay with it looking ugly yeah because it only it it only looks nice and small and full for so long unless you have a very controlled lighting situation otherwise it will start to get leggy and I mean the succulent bulbs don't look too bad once they get leggy if you're okay with it um but like I said the succulents are like two dollars at Home Depot that's why they're (laughs) so light and you could take leaves propagation super easy take a leaf pop it on the dirt and Nine times out of ten, you're bound to get a plant eventually. Just know it takes a minute. Some of them do push out roots real quick. Also, this is really random before I go to the next one. So I read, because one of my my two succulents right now, they Mm -hmm. keep uh, putting out little roots all the way up. And they're air roots Mm -hmm. because I I got my watering all messed up. So it's looking for more moisture in the air. And that's what I learned from the Googles. Mm -hmm. Um, And so now I'm trying to get the watering better. And it happens if they're getting, are they leggy right now? Oh, of course. So they're looking for stability. Mm -hmm. So if they can get the roots into the dirt, then they can be a little more stable. Oh yeah, I just moved mine further down. Mm -hmm. But another plant, now I've been doing okay with mine, kind of, palms. I think palms are another plant that don't be getting one right away. Granted, they are a bigger plant, so I feel like that's not really like a first beginner's Mm -hmm. choice. But my palm is actually small. Oh yeah, you got the ponytail a, palm. I have a small ponytail palm. And that was the reason I I I'm not a fan of palms at all. <laughs> but I only I once I seen like the structure of it because it's like a fan. Yeah. And I was like, that's very unique. I haven't seen that in too many palms. And it's kind of got like a tree trunk yeah. to it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the base. And I committed to it and it's it hasn't given me any trouble, except it took me a little while to find a spot that gave me minimum brown tips because I feel like no matter where I put the plant, I'm getting brown tips. Mm-hmm. But and mine is consistently, so I have a Chinese mm-hmm. fan palm. Don't ask me what the real name is, but that's what it's called. <laughs> um, and it's been growing, but it's just the tips are super brown. Even my new ones have brown tips. And I'm mm-hmm. like, man, it's very picky with water. Like, it likes filtered or distilled water. Y'all, the, the city I live in doesn't have the best. Well, I don't think it's good water. Um, and so I can't just be using the tap water. Like, I always have to set out my watering can and let it evaporate. The chemicals evaporate after a day. It's just the, it's too picky. If you can't use a tap water, we got we got beef. Right. Like, I need you to use the tap water. Meshing. So with palms, I don't, I suggest to wait a little bit until either you know that you commit to distilling the water or filtering out the water mm-hmm. or until you get a little bit more established. And I just couldn't get the nutrients right because like, I just was trying to switch it up and maybe it really didn't need more nutrients and I was just messing it up myself. Um, so another plant that I say, eh, stay away from are ferns. Ferns, I think are good for outside. Ferns are good for outside. Not Minnesota, basically. Not Minnesota. Well, I know some people like my grandma. She got ferns that just be growing in her backyard and they're like seasonal. Mm-hmm. The, or the ones that come in the pots that you hang outside. I think those are fine. The moment you bring them bad boys in the house, no. Like, y'all know I just let that bad. I just let my fern die because I got over it. Right. Because it looked ugly. It looked scraggly. And it just kept browning. I didn't understand the watering. I just think they're ugly in the house. It was cute the first month that I had it. And then after that, I just didn't like it. So maybe that's just me having an attitude, but I just don't think (laughs) ferns are good for the house. (laughs) I have no experience with ferns, but that's a plant that, you know, I hear enough distraughtness from other people. (laughs) um, And I'm just like, I'm not ready for that type of stress. And like I said, I can't see a place for it in my house, in my head, where it's going to go. So it's not something I lean towards. 
Um, the last plant on, I guess, like a beginner reference plant list for me, I thought was a Raven's Easy um, or even just ZZs in general. I said Raven's Easy because I had a Raven's Easy before I had a, just a normal green ZZ. Mm-hmm. And the Raven's Easy's are nice because they're black and you will have a very hard time finding a black plant. There's not very many out there on the market. I mean, I only can think of the one, but I know there's like, a, um, I think there's an elephant ear that Oh, has a variety black. of that's black. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's calcasia or something. There I've are seen, more plants. Yeah. Like I said, I want a black garden eventually. Yeah. Which is not I true. haven't seen them though. Like when I go to nurseries, I mean, it was, I didn't, it was hard for me to find a Raven's Easy. Now they're more common though, because they're coming to big box stores. I will say, y'all, I'm going to have to Google that one. Because um, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but that's cute. It is cute. <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple of them. That was another plant you just stick in the corner and forget about. Um, but yeah, so that kind of wraps up our general beginner list of plants that mm-hmm. we just wanted to have that conversation because we were like, hold up, y'all, we're going to have all different people. And we we're like, let's, let's list out where to start just in case if y'all are listening and you want to start. And maybe y'all haven't even, even our more people who have been uh, plant enthusiasts for longer, maybe you don't have some of these plants, but I would think that you might actually mm-hmm. have some, at least one of the ones that we mentioned, but yeah, uh, so, uh, Kamai, you had a great question for us today. What was that? Well, I was wondering, <laughs> so what is something that you feel like you have learned from your plant journey thus far? Even if it's not necessarily what you consider a plant journey, like you just have a couple plants hanging around your house. What is something that you've learned from that? Oh, yeah. You see that? Oh, girl, she hit me with that. And I said, <laughs> okay, let's talk about it. Um, Honestly, well, and I think it goes a lot back to how I started. Um, I did this, when I started buying these plants, I realized it was a thing out of control, like controlling my environment, being able to have something in my house since I was going to be stuck in my house. But what I've learned throughout that process was to ground myself. Now, I know that's like, no, no pun intended, like literally ground myself mm-hmm. Being able to take, because I'm I'm a little scatterbrained. I'm a little all over the place. If I get stressed out, I get real stressed out. And they'd be like, ooh, rosin chill. Um, but no, like it's really grounded me. And, and so like over the summer during, you know, just the height of COVID and just working and learning how to adapt, um, I started going to this mindful self-compassion support group locally. Well, I didn't go. I was, I got to join through Zoom because they were actually in a different location as me. Um, but one of our activities was, you know, just, grounding yourself, sensing the surroundings. And I used to look at my plants. Like that was how I would focus and just being able to just look at them and cool down, breathe. Cause I know some people do different things, but for me, it was to look at the plants and like take care of the plants. And it would like bring me back, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, and I needed that. Cause I do be all over the damn place mm-hmm. a lot of the time. So that's what I think my biggest lesson learned through this whole journey is Take a breath, mm-hmm. enjoy the little things around you, right? And focus, and then center yourself, because like there's no need to be crying. <laughs> <laughs> you can't All control not being able to leave your house because of COVID. You cannot yes. control that. It's hard to grasp, but you cannot control that. What's something you can control? Something environmental that you can. Control. Yes. Um, and I had a, I have a, exter- a similar experience with my connection with my plants. Um, one. For me, it definitely, they have taught me how to be still and to appreciate, you know, the small things and be in the moment. Um, I'm very, um, I'm very big on planning. I'm very big on structure. When I make a plan, when I have route one, I'm going to follow route one. Don't ask me to go route two because no, that's not in the plan. And my plans have taught me, you know, they're going to do what they want to do. And I have found out, you know, just because it's not maybe what I expect or wanted, you know, I still find beauty in it. 
So that's definitely been a big thing. The second thing for me is kind of, um, it's kind of spiritual, like spiritual. I'm kind of just like, wow, this is what God can do in this plant. Like, what can he do for me? Or what has he done like for me in my life? And I think that's, that's amazing. Like you can make life from like one little leaf, like the plant is going to survive from Mm -hmm. one leaf. (laughs) Right. Well, it also teaches you that it's, has the capability of surviving anything yes. if you, especially if you keep trying and tending to it mm-hmm. right you try something different it doesn't work you try something different oh snap it worked right i feel like that is a they're adaptable a, mm-hmm. they are adaptable and being able to bring that back to yourself I, that is a great i ain't thought about it like that yeah girl look at you <laughs> <laughs> i do think about that i mean you know i've had some plans where i was just like i do something wrong or you know um, I give them a little bit too much, um, too heavy soil, and then they're starting to struggle. And I just switch the soil back to well draining, and whoop, they're back to life again. I'm like, sometimes it just takes changing your environment to see yourself spark up again. Mm-hmm. Wow, but metaphor yeah. for life. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's those are those are the two big things that I feel like it's definitely taught me. And I know there's a huge correlation with mental health and plants. Um, I think it definitely deserves a whole episode from us, so I'm not going to go too deep into it. Um, but it's there. It's definitely there. And I'm sure a lot of people can attest to it, especially mm-hmm. people who started their plant journey during COVID. Yes. I, there is, I definitely sense like a big community out of this, mm-hmm. um, just from interacting with people. Cause there's a lot of people that started, I think I mentioned too, like I talked about it in my class one day and my professor, he, um, his discipline is in like psychology and he's got a PhD in that. And so he was the one that made me realize that I wanted to control something. Mm-hmm. And that was just a quick, how are you doing at the beginning of class in front of my classmates? And I was like, okay. And then I keep talking to more and more people. And I'm like, oh, okay. Especially this group that came out of planting. Now, it maybe could be the people before too, mm-hmm. because maybe something happened in their life or they're just it's chaotic or they just wanted to change something up, bring life into their house. I feel like any time when you're like wanting to bring life, it's definitely... A, you know coinciding with your mental health or you just where you want to see things visually mm-hmm. and so yeah definitely a different episode because I really think we could dive into I, it and her sure, little and her so. discipline <laughs> miss counselor over here yes um, I'm currently getting my master I don't know if I talked about this before I'm currently getting my master's in counseling and psychological services so future LPC therapist over here okay look at you <laughs> um mine isn't related to counseling but it is a similar not a similar field but I sometimes can do similar thing I'm getting a master's in educational leadership um because I work in higher ed so yeah a little spiel about us you know (laughs) just a fun fact if y'all didn't know right (laughs) um but yeah no so you know that was a great question thanks for bringing that to the table and and I hope that our listeners who if they are new that y'all are charged up and ready to go to the store like I said if you don't know where to go Go to your local grocery store. Go to your local, what is Target considered? Is that a department store? A big box store. Big box store. Um, there's usually, so, and because it's spring, garden centers are about to pop up all over the world. Or yes. U.S. Or wherever, somewhere. <laughs> the garden centers are about to get a second wave. So go out there. If you're bored, you got an extra 10, 15 minutes. Go through the greenhouse. Remember to isolate when you bring that bad boy home, though. Yes. Isolate. Keep it away from the other plants. Make sure the bugs is dead. But and check when you're in those big box stores or wherever nurseries too. Look at the under underside or underbelly of those leaves. Look at the dirt a little bit. If you see some crawly crawlies, maybe that's not the one you bring it home. You, it's okay to get all the way up down, turn your head <laughs> to the side, crouch, lift them leaves up and investigate. Yeah. Don't think you're gonna look like a fool because you need to make sure that your house ain't about to get infested with something crazy. Mm-hmm. So 
But yes, thank y'all for joining us on another episode of SPPI. Yes. She's got to plant it. I uh, hope to hear from you guys. Any feedback or if we prompted you to have some deep thought provoking thoughts about anything, let us know. We love the interactions with you guys. Um Yeah. And I hope you guys have a wonderful week and buy a plant or two. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye y'all. Bye.